Welcome back, everybody. Howard Bender here with the GM Jim Bowden by my side. And it's time once again for another episode of Fantasy Alarms Front Office Insights, where we're breaking down all of the MLB teams and uh, giving you the, uh, the what for as far as prospects to the GM and everything in between. Today we go to the Colorado Rockies. And here we go, Jim. This is a team that was in massive trouble last season, no doubt about it. Uh, 68-94, a minus-175 run differential. They finished dead last in the National League West. I don't really know if they did anything on the offseason to make themselves better. What do you think? Yeah, Howard, I think they probably had the worst offseason of any of the 30 teams in Major League Baseball. Uh, Just basically very inactive. I mean, the free agent market... They did sign two free agents, right-handed pitcher Jose Arrania to a one-year $3.5 million deal and reliever Pierce Johnson to a one-year $5 million deal. That's all they did in free agency. They made a couple of trades, none of which are significant. Uh, they did acquire third-base prospect Nolan Jones from the Cleveland Guardians for infielder Juan Brito. They traded right-hand pitcher Chad Smith to Oakland for right-hand pitcher Jeff Criswell. Trade outfielder Sam Hilliard to the Braves for right-hand pitcher Dylan Spain. Trade outfielder Connor Joe to the Pirates for right-hand pitcher Nick Garcia. And probably the best trade under the radar was picking up right-hand pitcher Connor Seabald from the Boston Red Sox for a play with name later. But none of those trades, none of them, are significant at all when it comes to fantasy. No, unfortunately not. You could say Nolan Jones fighting for that third base job, but this dude's got uh, a near 50% strikeout rate here in spring training already. So problems over there uh, at the hot corner. Let's just go through the uh, the positions here around the diamond uh, and talk about what we've got. Elias Diaz behind the plate, CJ Crone at first. Ryan McMahon has moved over to second with the uh, Brendan Rodgers injury. Uh, Nolan Jones is fighting it out with Eli Harris Montero and Mike Moustakis for third. Ezekiel Tovar is expected to be the starting shortstop. Uh, And in the outfield, you've got a mixture of Chris Bryant, Randall Grichuk, Michael Toglia, and uh, I guess Charlie Blackman's in there somewhere, maybe as the DH. Any of these guys for, uh, for fantasy purposes for you, Jim? Well, you know, I think C.J. Crone, Howard, I think if if you're looking for uh, late round first baseman, he brings a pretty good value. I mean, remember, he plays half his games at Coors Field. And Howard, last year, you know, he did hit 29 homers. <laughs> he did drive in 102 runs. So you can't ignore that. A 257 batting average, uh, 31% on base when it comes to the OBP. But when you talk about 29 homers, 102 RBIs, yeah, that plays. So, you know, I, th- I think when you were looking at first baseman, if you're not able to get one of the top five, six, or seven guys uh, at that position, I think Crone is, is is a pretty good value. Um, I will tell you that you know I'm a fan of the shortstop Ezekiel Tovar, but he's a rookie, and I really don't know what you can count on with him. I know that the scouts are very high on him. He's a really good defensive player on both sides, and they think he's going to hit. Um, I, you know, I'm not going to be drafting him because I need to see it first, uh, but I am very impressed with what I have seen. Uh, at least on the digital. So, you know, he's impressive. You know, Ryan McMahon's had some value in the past, but, you know, 20 homers at 250 average is probably what you're expecting there. I wouldn't take a chance on any of the three-third basemen that you mentioned. Um, But I I would say this, in terms of the outfield, I do have interest in Chris Bryant. And, you know, look, he signed that big contract a year ago, and then he got hurt, and basically everyone has forgotten about Chris Bryant. And And I don't think that's fair when you 
remember he'll be playing half his games of course i think that matters so you know the last time we saw him in 2021 he hit 25 homers drove in 73 runs and stole 10 bags and was an all-star that's the year he started the year with the cubs got traded to the giants um then this past year played 42 games and then got hurt uh but he did hit 306 uh when he got hurt so i think Coors is going to help him i think getting rid of the shift helps him and i think the power is going to play so i think you know, 25 to 30 homers for a guy that's probably going to hit about 280, uh, 290, somewhere in that area is is kind of a pretty good value, I think. So he's certainly somebody that I would consider, Howard. Uh, I completely agree with you about C.J. Crone. I definitely don't mind taking him as a, as a first baseman if you miss out on those top five or six guys. Um, you know, Brian, I, I get it. I, I definitely know that there's, there's pop in the bat. If you can tell me that he's going to hit 280, 290, I mean, that definitely – puts him on the radar. Uh, but it's really kind of funny because I don't feel like we need to pay that tax that he's playing half his games at cores, uh, you know, that, that we usually do, especially with this, uh, with this group that they've got. Brian and Crone seem like the only, you know, true power guys who are going to be able to, uh, you know, deal with the bat like that, everything else, you know, and, and I'll say this, Jim, because we've been doing a lot of these, you know, these team profiles and I'm keeping a very detailed record uh, of rookies who you need to see it from first and rookies who you have more confidence in. So Ezekiel Tovar goes into column B as opposed to column A uh, just based on the uh, on the recommendation. So I'm with you again. I don't really know anybody here on this team that, you know, offensively speaking, that uh, I'd really be that happy with outside of Bryant and Crone. So. I mean, do we even go to the pitcher's mound? I mean, I I would have to say that drafting Rockies pitchers in fantasy, Jim, has never been uh, a a building block of a championship season. Yeah, and especially a team that's not expected to do anything except finish in last place as well, right? I mean, last year, when you look at the starting rotation they have, which, by the way, isn't that bad of a rotation when you talk about Herman Marquez and Kyle Freeland, Austin Gomber uh, as their big three. Of course, we talked about Iranian Seaball, the acquisitions in the offseason. But, you know, Freeland and Marquez, just an example, nine wins each last year. Gomber had five wins last year. Um, so not not a lot of W's from them. And then, you know, all of their starters are ERAs, four and a half to five and a half, which isn't going to work in fantasy. So I, I don't think there's any doubt when it comes to starting rotation. You just got to pass, you know. I mean, the only interest you'd have is if one of them gets traded, right? If Herman Marquez got traded, I think that would be a guy that I've had of interest in, but not as a member of the Rockies. But I think when you get to the bullpen, different story, Howard, because saves are saves regardless of where they come from. And I think one of the biggest surprises last year was their closer. Yeah, Daniel Bard put together a fantastic season for himself last year. I mean, listen, he his ERA was north of... What was his ERA last year? I, th- I want to say... Or maybe it was the projections that have him as an e- with an ERA north of four. Um, you know, you're right. Saves are saves. And what I like about Daniel Bard, or at least what I have liked about Daniel Bard and, and drafting him as a closer, is the lack of competition in the bullpen for saves. They do have Brad Hand, lefty, closer experience, some, absolutely. Pierce Johnson, a righty, some minor closer experience, but... You know, for the sake of 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 what you're drafting and and who you're you're picking up for saves, I, I I do think that Bard is a worthwhile guy if you're looking in that range of like David Bednar or 
you know, some of the other uh, lower end echelon of closers. Yeah, I think it's a good point. And look, he wants to be in Colorado. And last year he learned he could pitch there. I mean, a 179 ERA, do we expect him to repeat that? Probably not. He converted 34 of 37 save opportunities. Can he repeat that? Probably not. Uh they hit 162 against him last year as Whoop was under one. He had an unbelievable year. I think it's hard for any of us, though, to think there's not going to be regression on that kind of year for a 37-year-old right-hander. But understand this, you know, as long as he stays healthy, he's figured out the role and figured out how to get outs at Coors Field. So, you know, I do think that he's kind of a, a significant player to look at, like you said, when you're going, if you're not going to get a closer early, um, you know, when you get down to that area, the David Bednars or the Alexis Diaz of Cincinnati, certainly Daniel Bard's a guy to consider. A one seven nine ERA last year. That's blowing my mind right now. Um, I guess the north of four have been, just been uh, all the projections uh, that we've seen. So, all right, not a whole lot of great fantasy value here on the team right now. Let's talk about uh, what they've got in the farm system. Tovar is a rookie. Uh, but you need to see it beforehand. But I have a sneaking suspicion that there is an outfield prospect in this organization, Jim, that you might not need to see it. Yeah, I mean, look, I think one of the things that I love about the Rockies farm system is they have an outfielder who I have a baseball crush on. Um, (laughs) I have him ranked number two behind Jordan Walker in the prospect list, and that's Zach Veen. Um, Zach Veen's going to be the next star in Colorado. The only question is, when does he arrive? You know, I don't think he's ready to arrive to start the year. And I don't know if it's going to be midseason or if it's going to be September or when it's going to be. I do know he's a special player. And he's special because, among other things, for fantasy reasons, uh, he steals bases at will. Like, it's not even a uh, question for him. And it's not just because of his speed. This kid reads the pitchers really well and has great instincts and great jumps. Just to put it in perspective for those that don't know, he stole 55 bags last year. And more importantly, when he was in Spokane, he stole 50 out of 54. And then when he in the fall league, he, he stole 16 out of 18 in the fall league. And put that with a guy with 20-25 home run power. Put that with a guy who I project will be a 300 hitter in the big leagues. You know, he uses the whole field. He's got gap-to-gap power. But, boy, his bat speed is special. It's electric. And when he pulls the ball down the line, he's got legit upper deck power. So big fan of Zach Veen, uh, big fan of the future. He was, uh, for those that don't know, the Rockies' first-round pick in 2020 and the ninth player taken overall. But uh, he's going to be a special player. How a timetable, I don't know. Um, I, I'll be honest with you. It's, it's further enough away that I had a draft last night chose not to take him. I I took both Jordan Walker and Anthony Volpe, two of the other top prospects in the game, because I felt there was an easier pathway for them to the big leagues. I think Veen is a little bit down the line. So, uh, but I will say this, if he gets there, watch out. Well, I mean, the question I guess is really is who's standing in his way. Bryant and Gritchick are there. Daza uh, is a, is a backup outfielder. What do we know about Toglia here, the switch hitter? He's sitting and they've got him penciled in into right field for the time being. Um, I mean, is this a kid who's going to be able to hit? Is he going to be able to keep Zach Veen from being called up? Yeah, Michael Toglia is never going to block anybody from getting to the big loop. But, you know, look, this is a guy that's got some power. Uh, that's the thing you like about him the most. Uh, not sure how much he's going to hit. 
not a, not a guy that you know I have a lot of interest in drafting, but um, you know certainly I respect the power when he when he gets up to the plate, um, and you know he's he's had a good spring uh, for the Rockies at a couple of home runs uh, this spring so far. Uh, can also play first base and right field, left field, but not a player I'm interested in fantasy. Yeah, all right, makes sense, makes sense indeed. Um, listen, we know that this team is not competing this season. We know that there is no concern over how aggressive uh, front office will be as far as uh, trading for key components. But maybe we look at this from a different angle, Jim, and figure out which one of these guys, uh, if not all of them, Bryant, Gritchick, Blackman, Crone, who could they end up dealing away at the deadline to just grab prospects? I don't think they'll do that. I think, you know, you've got a front office that acts like they're on ambient all the time. Uh, they don't like to make moves in general. Uh, since the GM Bill Schmidt has taken over, he's been very, very quiet. And then you have an owner that seems to be very clueless on how his team sets up. You know, last year he predicted they would win 90-plus games. They finished in last place. Uh, this year he's come out and said they'll win more than they lose and has started criticizing the San Diego Padres and talking about all the holes they have. I, I, I really don't quite understand where the Rockies' front office and ownership kind of views this team. I can tell you how I view the team. I view it as a last-place team with some good prospects coming but little hope for the future. All right, little hope for the future, the Colorado Rockies. Jim, before we uh, close the books on the Rockies, one sleeper, one bust, who you got? Okay, so sleeper, I'm going to go with Chris Bryant that we, we just talked about here because, you know, I think where he's going in drafts, he's quality. I mean, who knows, you know, how many home runs he hits? 25, 30, could it be 35? Maybe if he stays healthy. He's going to love uh, playing half his games at Coors. It's going to be huge for him, and he's going to live up to the contract. He's a hard worker. I think he was embarrassed with his first year in Colorado. So I think he's a sleeper for where he's going. I do. Uh, Bus is going to be Charlie Blackman. Uh, you know, he's done. Um, Coors Field will help, you know, get him Master. through the contract maybe. <laughs> but Howard, dot, dot, dot. Dot, dot, dot. All right. Well, there you go, folks. That's the uh, the Colorado Rockies in a nutshell for fantasy purposes uh, over here. And as always, we thank you for listening in on the front office insights. You can uh, find them on the SXM app under the fantasy alarm header. You can also find them uh, over at the fantasy alarm MLB draft guide. You can't miss it right there on the draft guide homepage front office insights. When we come back, Jim Bowden and I, well, we dive into some more news and notes and maybe take some phone calls. 888-963-2682. It's the Fantasy Alarm on Sirius XM Fantasy Sports Radio.